All right. Thank you for joining me and welcome back to Berean's Corner. I appreciate you for listening to me on however you hear me. We have a YouTube channel, Berean's Corner. We are on Instagram, Berean's Corner, and you can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, pretty much anywhere that you can find your podcast. That's where we are. So thank you for listening wherever you are. Open your Bible to Exodus 28. The title of today's lesson is Garments of the Priest. Exodus 28, and let's read. Exodus 28 Have Aaron your brother brought to you from among the Israelites, along with his sons Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar, so they may serve me as priests. Make sacred garments for your brother Aaron to give him dignity and honor. Tell all the skilled men to whom I have given wisdom in such matters that they are to make garments for Aaron, for his consecration, so he may serve me as priest. These are the garments they are to make, a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a woven tunic, a turban, and a sash. They are to make these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons, so they may serve me as priests. Have them use gold and blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. Make the ephod of gold and of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and of finely twisted linen, the work of a skilled craftsman. It is to have two shoulder pieces attached to two of its corners so it can be fastened. Its skillfully woven waistband is to be like it, of one piece with the ephod and made with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and with finely twisted linen. Take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel in the order of their birth, six names on one stone and the remaining six on the other. Engrave the names of the sons of Israel on the two stones the way a gem cutter engraves a seal. Then mount the stones in gold of filigree settings and fasten them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel. Aaron is to bear the names of his shoulders as a memorial before the Lord. Make gold filigree settings and two braided chains of pure gold like a rope and attach the chains to the settings. Fashion a breastpiece for making decisions, the work of a skilled craftsman. Make it like the ephod of gold and of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and of finely twisted linen. It is to be square, a span long and a span wide, and folded double. Then mount four rows of precious stones on it. In the first row there shall be a ruby, a topaz, and a barrel. In the second row a turquoise, a sapphire, and an emerald. In the third row a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. In the fourth row a chrysolite, an onyx, and a jasper. Mount them in gold filigree settings. There are to be twelve stones, one for each of the names of the sons of Israel, each engraved like a seal with the name of one of the twelve tribes. For the breastpiece, make braided chains of pure gold, like a rope. Make two gold rings for it and fasten them to two corners of the breastpiece. Fasten the two gold chains to the rings of the corners of the breastpiece and the other ends of the chains to the two settings attaching them to the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front. Make two gold rings and attach them to the other two corners of the breastpiece on the inside edge next to the ephod. Make two more gold rings 
and attached them to the bottom of the shoulder pieces on the front of the ephod, close to the seam, just above the waistband of the ephod. The rings of the breastpiece are to be tied to the rings of the ephod with blue cord connecting it to the waistband so that the breastpiece will not swing out from the ephod. Whenever Aaron enters the holy place, he will bear the names of the sons of Israel over his heart on the breastpiece of decision as a continuing memorial before the Lord. Also put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastpiece, so they may be over Aaron's heart whenever he enters the presence of the Lord. Thus Aaron will always bear the means of making decisions for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord. Make the robe of the ephod entirely of blue cloth, with an opening for the head in its center. There shall be a woven edge like a collar around this opening, so that it will not tear. Make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn around the hem of the robe, with gold bells between them. The gold bells and the pomegranates are to alternate around the hem of the robe. Aaron must wear it when he ministers. The sound of the bells will be heard when he enters the holy place before the Lord and when he comes out, so that he will not die. Make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it as on a seal, holy to the Lord. Fasten a blue cord to it to attach it to the turban. It is to be on the front of the turban. It will be on Aaron's forehead, and he will bear the guilt involved in the sacred gifts the Israelites consecrate. Whatever their gifts may be, it will be on Aaron's forehead continually so that they will be acceptable to the Lord. Weave the tunic of fine linen and make the turban of fine linen. The sash is to be the work of an embroiderer. Make tunics, sashes, and headbands for Aaron's sons to give them dignity and honor. After you put these clothes on your brother Aaron and his sons, anoint and ordain them. Consecrate them so they may serve me as priests. Make linen undergarments as a covering for the body, reaching from the waist to the thigh. Aaron and his sons must wear them whenever they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to minister in the holy place, so that they will not incur guilt and die. This is to be a lasting ordinance for Aaron and his descendants. Now, the last time we were together, we looked at the bronze altar and the court of the tabernacle. Today, we'll be looking at the special garments that were to be made for the priests. The first thing we notice is who it is that calls Aaron and his sons to minister. None other than Elohim. Verse one. Then bring near to yourselves Aaron, your brother and his sons with him from among the sons of Israel to minister as priests to me. Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar, Aaron's sons. Now, now notice Aaron doesn't say God called me to preach. Notice Moses doesn't say I called you to preach. Notice the people didn't get a vote and they said we call you to preach. But is but it is the Lord who calls him to preach. Next, we see holy garments were to be made. Notice verse two. You shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. 
Notice God does not say dress just how you want to dress Aaron. He wanted Aaron wearing something that was, that was presentable in front of the people, as it says in verse two, for glory and for beauty. Now, this was very important that God did not want Aaron dressing like the lay man and the lay woman, but he had to have a, a certain presentation to himself when he was before the people presenting the word of the Lord. Next, we see the skillful persons were to make garments exactly as the Lord commands. Verse three, you shall speak to all the skillful persons whom I have endowed with the spirit of wisdom that they make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister as priest to me. Now, there are seven sections of this of this garment verses four to five. These are the garments which they shall make a breast piece and an ephah and a robe and a tunic of checkered work, a turban and a sash. And they shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother and his sons, that he may minister as priest to me. They shall take the gold and the blue and the purple and the scarlet material and the fine linen. Now, those seven sections were. Number one, the breastplate. Number two, the ephod. Number three, a robe. Number four, a tunic. Number five, a turban. Number six, a sash. And number seven, special material. Now we look at the ephod. Notice verses six through 14. They shall make the ephod of gold, of blue and purple and scarlet material, fine twisted linen, the work of a skillful workman. It shall have two shorter pieces joined to its two ends that it may be joined. The skillful woven band which is on it shall be like its workmanship of the same material of gold, of blue and purple and scarlet material and fine twisted linen. You shall take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel. Six are their names on the one stone and the names of the remaining six on the other stone according to their birth. As a jeweler engraves a signet, you shall engrave the two stones according to the names of the sons of Israel. You shall set them in filigree settings of gold. You shall put the two stones on the shorter pieces of the ephod as stones of memorial for the sons of Israel. And Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord on his shoulders for the memorial. You shall make filigree settings of gold. Two chains of pure gold, you shall make them of twisted excuse me, of twisted cordage work. You shall put the corded chains on the filigree settings. The ephod that they're talking about was a, you know, was a sort of a, of a, like a sleeveless vest. Next, let's look at the breastplate. We see this in verses 15 through 30. You shall make a breastplate of judgment, the work of a skillful workman, like the work of the ephod. You shall make it of gold, of blue, of purple and scarlet material and fine twisted linen. You shall make it. It shall be square and folded double, a span in length and a span in width. You shall mount it on four rows of stones. The first row shall be a row of ruby, topaz and emerald. The second row, a turquoise, a sapphire and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, agate and an amethyst. The fourth row of burr and onyx and a jasper, they shall be set in gold filigree. 
The stone shall be according to the names of the sons of Israel. Twelve, according to their names, they shall be like the engravings of a seal, each according to his name for the twelve tribes. You shall make on the breastpiece chains of twisted cordage work in pure gold. You shall make on the breastpiece two rings of gold and shall put two rings on the two ends of the breastpiece. You shall put the two cords of gold on the two rings at the ends of the breastpiece. You shall put the other two ends of the two cords on the two filigree settings and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front of it. You shall make two rings of gold and shall place them on the two ends of the breastpiece on the edge of it, which is towards the inner side of the ephod. You shall make two rings of gold and put them on the bottom of the two shoulder pieces of the ephod on the front of it close to the place where it is joined above a skillfully woven band of the ephod they shall bind the breast piece by its rings to the rings of the ephod with a blue cord that it may be on skillfully woven band of the ephod and that the breast piece may come uh, may not come loose from the ephod and Aaron shall carry the names of the sons of Israel in the breast piece of judgment over his heart when he enters the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually you shall put in the breast piece of judgment the Urim and the Thuman, and they shall be over Aaron's heart. And he shall be, I'm sorry, and when he goes in before the Lord, Aaron shall carry the judgment of the sons of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. Now, in the Hebrew, the word for breastplate is ornament. So to kind of give you an idea. Now, we're doing this audibly so you have to kind of visualize what this may have looked like but there are pictures out there that you could even look up for yourself that could give you an idea of what these this clothing could have looked like next we will look at the robe verses 31 through 35 you shall make the robe of the ephod all of blue and there shall be an opening at its top in the middle of it around its opening there shall be a binding of woven work as it were opening of a coat of mail that it may not be torn you shall make on this hem pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet material all around on this hem and the bells of gold between them and all around them a golden bell and pomegranate a golden bell and a pomegranate all around the hem of the robe it shall be on errand when he ministers and its tinkling may be heard when he enters and leaves the holy place before the lord that he may not die now you get what they're talking about with like the tinkering. It was kind of like a, it was like like a little bell. That means that you would hear him kiss comings and goings. Now we will look at the turban verses thirty six through thirty nine. You shall also make a plate of pure gold and shall engrave on it like the engravings of a seal, holy to the Lord. You shall fasten it on a blue cord and it shall be on the turban. It shall be at the front of the turban. It shall be on Aaron's forehead and Aaron shall take away the iniquity of the holy things which the sons of Israel consecrate with regard to all their holy gifts. And it shall also, I'm sorry, and it shall always be on his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord. You shall weave the tunic of checkered work of fine linen and shall make a turban of fine linen and you shall make a sash the work of a weaver. So we see that the Lord is giving very specific details on how these garments are to be made. Okay, the priests were to have special garments. We see this in verses 40 through 43. 
For Aaron's sons, you shall make tunics. You shall also make sashes for them and you shall make caps for them for glory and for beauty. You shall put them on Aaron, your brother, and on his sons with him. And you shall anoint them and ordain them and consecrate them that they may serve me as priests. You shall make uh, you shall make for them linen breeches to cover their bare flesh. They shall reach from the loins even to the thighs. They shall be on Aaron and his sons when they enter the tent of meeting or when they approach the altar to minister in the holy place so that they do not incur guilt and die. It shall be a statue forever to him and to his descendants after him. Now, these garments uh, were a very big deal. Aaron and his sons were to have this on every time they approached the altar, as verse 43 said, so they do not incur guilt and die. I believe there is a verse that points to how important what the priest wore was to the Lord. Turn to Psalm 132. Go in your Bible to the right and find Psalm. Psalm 132. Excuse me, I went right past it. And the verse I'm referring to is Psalm 132, verse 9. And it reads, Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy godly ones sing for joy. See, the Lord wanted his man clothed in godliness. He didn't want his man wearing what everybody else wear. Now, in our day and age now, don't get it misunderstood what I'm saying. We didn't re replace the priest, but I'm saying in the time that we live in, uh, I would say that a suit and a tie, a shirt and a tie, at least a shirt and a tie, it would be the equivalent to what Aaron wore. Of course, it wasn't as it wasn't as a big deal as what Aaron wore in the tent of meeting. But I'm saying that the Lord wants his man to wear things that are presentable to the people. The, the Lord's man that he's called to preach is not supposed to stand in front of people trying to be up with the times, trying to be cool. He should not have on a, a jogging suit or, or a casual suit in front of the people. He needs to have on a shirt and tie, something that's presentable to the people that shows that he's representing the Lord. Well, that brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 28. That's all for now. God bless.